You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Welcome back to OK Sis. It's Maddie. And I am Scout. And I promised I wouldn't do this again on my last recording, but considering the circumstances of the world, we're here remotely recording this. Yes, we... Oi! Oi to the world, Scout. (laughs) Oi to the world. I can't see you, Mads. I just am upset about it. I was supposed to be in LA this week, but obviously that's been canceled. And I miss you a lot. Yeah, we're just, we've been going with the flow these past couple weeks. You were sick, now it's corona time, and we, you know what, we are adaptable to the environment, we're malleable, mm-hmm. we adjust to the current situation and the times, and it ain't stopping us. Yeah, so we wanted to, one, obviously we hope you guys are all being safe, social distancing, et cetera, not panicking too much, because, you know, there's only so much that we can do to help this. But we just wanted to let you guys know that we are committed to putting out content because you guys are going to be home and needing to do something. So we're going to provide that OKSIS content. But um, obviously, we record in person with our guests. And so since that is not happening and we really don't vibe with the remote recording, Mads and I are going to be together this week and we are going to film a bunch of film, record a bunch of solo episodes, Fix Me Ups. Um, so go to our secret Facebook group, OK Sisters, and let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah, you can also DM us any questions. We'll post a story um, about it. But um, yeah, we, we tend to, if you're not familiar with our Fix Me Ups, we tend to dive deep into a specific topic, whether it's mental health, busy bragging, um, um, what other things have we done? I don't know, pop culture updates. Yeah. So it's really anything um, that we we either want to learn more about, so we do some research and um, give you guys actionable steps, or it's something that we feel very passionate. So just expect a lot of that over the next couple weeks. It's just gonna be us two. Um, but yeah, because think- we don't we don't batch our episodes in the sense that like a lot of podcasters will have like three months of episodes. We like to keep it super current, so we don't really have anything in the backlog right now. So yeah. Anyways, so I think. Everyone, please just wash your hands, stay inside, which is like literally my dream come true. Um, Just, you know, I think I've been, the anxiety has been um, out of control on my end. Um, I'm trying to keep it, keep it leveled. Um, I think there's just a lot of fear-based content and information, you know, spreading. I think we're all very, very much more connected now than ever. And just because we have all this time on our hands and we are social distancing, we're turning 
our social lives onto the internet and it can create some misinformation and uh, fear. So just take, take, you know, take everything you learn um, with a grain of salt, do your own research and I mean, just try to take deep breaths, man. I'm like, I don't know. I'm it's feeling so, a little weird. It's so interesting for me because obviously you all know I suffer from mental illness and anxiety and stuff. And when I suffer from anxiety with things that are not tangible, so like stuff that actually isn't happening, right? So it's all figment of my imagination. So when something actually happens, like our parents divorce or coronavirus, I'm actually pretty good at being calm, which is so weird. I'm not really that anxious. Like every now and then I'll be like, oh my God, but I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty okay. You know, I'm just going to ride the wave. There's, I practice stoicism and one of the main philosophies of stoicism and Alcoholics Anonymous is the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So I know what I can't change. I know what I can change. And I'm just going to focus on what I can do. And the rest, I'm going to leave it up to Hashem. Hashem. Hashem means God in uh, Hebrew. But yeah, I think this, this is really testing my... Uh my sense of control. I am a control freak. I get very anxious when things are not within my sphere of control. And uh, this, this week has been testing that for sure. I think acceptance is also a huge topic that I've been exploring, self-acceptance. And now it's more so about um, environment acceptance, you know, what is happening in, in, the, in the immediate uh, environment. Also, one thing that I'm doing, because the only thing I'm worried about is my mental sanity being cooped up all the time. So what I'm doing is I'm treating Monday through Friday, just like a regular weekday. I'm waking up at the same time. I'm doing my morning routine. I'm starting to work at nine, you know, like try to find a routine that you can do that kind of makes you feel as if you're still a functioning member of society, even though you're staying inside, because that's going to really anger you during this time. Because staying at home for weeks on end can be very mentally troubling to a lot of people like myself. So make sure you have routines and systems in place and stick to them. You know, like Monday through Friday, I'm waking up at 6.30 to 7 every morning. I'm doing my morning routine and then I'm getting to work by 9. So um, that is my suggestion for those who are afraid that they're going to go a little stir crazy or their mental health is going to suffer. Just make sure you have your routines in place. Agreed. I think it's going to be really challenging for me because I'm, I'm very, um, I don't know if I should be working out at these boutique studios. It's been very hard for me because I'm not really a home, at home workout person. I'm not even a gym person. I need someone yelling at me. So that's going to be something and I know that I mean, it feels like super, you know, self-involved to talk about that, but um, working yeah, out is so that's your, that's your mental clarity. Exactly. So not being able to do that, oof, I'm going to need to either find an alternative or I haven't, I haven't really, uh, put your ballas on, get your ballas on and do your, yes, I actually, I was actually thinking about that. I, I got my ballas, okay. I'll do some workouts and some yeah. leg lifts. Yeah, you're good at the 10-minute abs situation. You could do some YouTube 10-minute abs. Yeah, you'll, got figure, you'll figure it out. Um, anyways, uh, let's move on to some housekeeping. Obviously, I like to do this really quickly. If you guys are craving more OKSIS content, we have an Instagram at OKSIS Podcast. It's popping off. We have a secret Facebook group, OK Sisters, um, also popping off. We have a newsletter that you can sign up um, at OKSISPodcast.com, and all these links are in the show notes. And um, we still have, I think this is like the last day you can get our Growing the Label and OKSIS sweatshirts and sweatsuit that Mads is currently wearing. It says, support your sisters. I'm living in the pants. Like I can't, they're the best sweatpants ever. I can't take them off. Um, so that's also going to be linked in the show notes. And um, obviously if you like OKSIS, and you're like, girls are going crazy in their house, uh, recommend us to one of your friends and rate, review, subs no, subscribe, rate, review, woohoo. That was it. Subscribe, rate, review, woohoo. Yeah, because it means the world to us when we get an extra rating or a review. Although, can we, um, have you read the recent review, Mads? No. Can you read oh. it out loud? Yeah, I'm going to read it out loud because it is a good one. Let me tell you. Okay. The, the subject is love in uppercase with an exclamation mark from Dan's Bananas. And it says, I love this podcast so much. 
Just wish Maddie would tone it down with the octave level so my ears don't burst. Winky face. <laughs> I'm trying to contain my volume at the moment, but thanks, Dan's, for the tip. Well, um, no, you need to learn some microphone etiquette, dude. <laughs> the reason I screeched last time was, one, we did not have microphones, and two, you, it was a very big surprise, and I just can't contain myself sometimes, you know? I will say that it wasn't just last episode. I think she's talking <laughs> in general. But I am an eccentric person, and I'm not going to apologize for that. I understand that people's eardrums are hurting as a result, but you know what? I'm trying my best, Okay. Okay, I'm going to continue to make you work on it because I worked on my vocal fry, let me tell you. This is true. I need to compromise in some situations. Yes, you do, for the, for the preservation of our listeners. Also, follow um, us on TikTok because I have a feeling I'm going to be learning a lot of TikToks um, mm-hmm. in time of isolation. And also, it's a full-on workout to learn to TikTok dance. So that might be my, uh, my exchange of workouts instead yeah. of boutique. That sounds good. Okay, anyways, let's get into this episode. Oh my gosh. So today we have the glorious, the the uh, ever-powerful and beautiful Lauren from Queen V. So Queen V is a line of, you know, vaginal and wellness products for women. And she was just such a gem. She created this company essentially straight out of college. And We talk about not only the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur as we typically do, but um, also the the lack and the lack of uh, education, but also products targeted towards women's vaginas. And she was really the first person. Queen V was really the first um, of these of these product lines to um, penetrate the market. You know, you see a lot of a lot of these types of companies popping off now, but she was really the um, pioneer, if you will. And she is committed to making these products so accessible. So, um, she was, she was, she's a, uh, we have a mutual best friend, which we should talk about. So there's a lot of, um, sisterly banter that goes on in this episode and it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. I've been using the deodorizing spray. It smells like rose water. And then all of a sudden my vagina smells like rose water. It's amazing. I mean, is there anything better than a vagina smelling like rose water? I'm not no, sure. That's that's like literally the ultimate goal of being a woman. Right, right. Is to have a vagina that smells like rose water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, sisters, enjoy this episode and stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will chat next week. Lauren Steinberg, a Valley girl at heart, was born and raised in Los Angeles. Growing up, she always had an entrepreneurial spirit and knew she was destined to start her own company, but never imagined it would be the first millennial-focused feminine wellness brand, Queen V. As the daughter of a gynecologist and a fertility specialist, you could say that feminine wellness was always part of Lauren's life. As she grew up, she started to develop infections down there, aka her Queen V. Lauren had no clue what was causing these problems, and after talking to her gynecologist and friends, she realized she wasn't alone. After trying and failing to find healthy products to nourish her Queen V, Lauren noticed that nothing on the shelves was affordable, empowering, or fun. So she set out to design a line of products that are natural, convenient, easy to understand, and beautifully designed. Lauren created Queen V in hopes to empower women to become educated about their health and inspire them to use their voice to pursue something they are passionate about. Because let's face it, when women feel their best, they can take on the world. Without further ado, Lauren! I'm here. Hey! (laughs) She's here. Her Queen V is here. All of our Queen queen Vs are are here. here. Yeah, and I'm on my period too, so it's perfect. It's like an elevated Queen V situation. I love it. (laughs) Haven't gotten my period in so long. So we're both on the IUD. Yeah. So I literally never get my period it's actually incredible but there's a lot oh, of other side nice. there's a lot of other I side effects that's are like not, not good. supposed to, yeah it's not the best for you but yeah hey we're you know i mean who knows who <laughs> diet coke is bad for you too so yeah so it's we're like all the air it. that we breathe yeah exactly um so a little backstory lauren and i have a mutual best friend miss brett merman oh my god shout yeah. out Woo-hoo. she doesn't listen but if she, she doesn't does. listen to your podcast <laughs> brett does not listen to our I'm podcast joking, I'm joking. she's gonna get so pissed when she hears it i thought Hi, she brett. listens to every Hi, episode brett. Um, she'll definitely listen to this one hello Brett we love you thank you for introducing us and um, you are now a girl boss to you know the stars I'm just a boss that yes 
We don't need to put I'm the girl just before. A boss. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the, the dogs are. Okay, but like us. in my defense, she's totally riling her up right now. I uh, know Lauren yeah, loves her. No, I love dogs. I have a sixty-five pound golden doodle, so to be able to play with like a little, a little thing, puppy, dude, you like can like thing. throw her on the bed. You know, when she's annoying, I just kind of like throw her onto a pillow. Um, Scout. <laughs> what? Like, Is like this animal abuse? Like one or two feet, nothing major. Okay. Um. All right. Should we do current fixation? Yes. Right. So my current fixation right now is the podcast, The Ed Milet Show. And it's super interesting because I've had this realization. First of all, Ed Milet is, he's like a transformation coach. I don't know. He's super wealthy. And he... Um, <laughs> is that like part of his, his brand? brand? Yeah. Okay, got he it. has like a jet and stuff. And he has a house um, looking overlooking the beach in Laguna Beach. And he records all of his podcast episodes overlooking the ocean. Goals. And yeah, wow. um, he just brings on the most insane people and... There's some there's something I've realized about myself. So I'm all about women, right? Like my business is female centered. This podcast is female centered. My whole life has been super female centered. But for some reason, I really am attracted to masculine energy when it comes to podcasts and motivational speakers. So like I love Tony Robbins. I love Gary Vee. I love Ed Milet. And so I listened to Rachel Hollis on Ed Milet podcast and I was like, oh, well, she's really cool too. So I should try her out. And I listened to Rachel Hollis's podcast, but like without Ed Milet let i wasn't like it's so because into you it. um the reason that you like that energy is because it's you're into hustle culture so it's very aggressive and it's very intense and i think you need that because you're more of like slow-paced individual whereas with me i'm always looking to like bring the energy down yeah i need someone to mellow live. out yeah. and like i don't i do not resonate with that energy at all so like when you tell me you were like obsessed with gary v i'm like oh my god that like is completely not what I, I need something, look to. I need something to up my energy so much. But also the stuff that he says and he's so passionate. Like I love listening to people who are so fucking amped on life, right? Like w- going to work in the morning and end my let's like, that's the fucking best thing I've ever heard. Like, oh my God, man, I'm so high. Like it's just, it's just amazing. But the stuff they're saying is so good. Like listen to the Darman one, the Inky Johnson one, the Marie Forleo one. There's so many amazing. He's amazing. I, I, me and Naomi listen to him, and we'll be like texting each other, like, "Did you fucking listen?" To-? I are we sure this guy's not on drugs? No, he's amazing. I oh. screenshot points in the podcast and then go back in and write down quotes. Oh my god, he's amazing. Wow. Okay, Sounds like, like a Barry's boot camp. Yeah, class. I was gonna say, which is like so not your vibe, but okay, whatever gets it you. It is my vibe though. That's my podcast vibe. I know. Getting you amped. I love it. Yeah, getting me okay. amped. Okay. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. 
when I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. My current fixation. I'm so excited to talk about this. Have you guys seen To All the Boys I Love Before, P.S. I Still Love You? No, we have not. I've seen the first one. Okay, but you haven't seen P.S. I Still Love You. I forgot to check on you to see if you were well. Yes. So uh, this podcast is coming out a little after this, but uh, it just came out, the sequel, for those who don't know. And um, it's the consensus is that it's awful, okay. which like I okay. think we all expected because the first one was so incredible. Um, What's the chemistry like between the two of them? So the whole premise of the movie is that another guy that she wrote a letter to comes into the picture. They end up volunteering together and they're much more compatible. They're both kind of like nerdy and have m- definitely more similar interests than her and Peter Kravinsky. And, you know, she starts to flirt with him and then it gets, you know, out of hand. She kisses him. Then her and Noah are fighting and it's the just classic story. So they make Noah. Well, sorry, I keep saying Noah. Peter Kavinsky, like a douchebag, right? Because he's like that jock and he's like, oh, I don't care about school. And Lana Condor is like, oh, that's like all I care about. So um, I just don't like that they made me hate Noah a little bit. And that really concerned me. And hmm. Yeah, I know you don't have anything to contribute to this conversation, but I would recommend everyone see it because there is a beautiful love Isn't there scene. a third coming? There sure is. Oh, and wow. Yeah, there's a... It's a commitment. Yeah. They made a commitment to that movie. Of, co- of course. <laughs> Look at what happened to that first one. It blew up. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Peter Kavinsky is as charming as ever. Does I he w- have the shaved head in the movie? He does not have the shaved head. Thank I'm God. Out. Oh, wait. I'm out. You want you the, want shaved, the head? shaved head? Yeah. Oh, my God. It gives him some character oh, oh god but his, his like his I hair feel, is so luscious oh god i feel like he looks like a mole rat right now because he's like bulking up he's in some marvel something i'm just Ooh, like not attracted marvel. to him me is either that weird oh no i'm not attracted to him either you weren't even attracted to him in the first movie no. i was attracted to their chemistry like that jacuzzi scene was hot Woo! but i was never like oh noah centineo like yeah I think he's like 12. Oh you know what I mean? So Maddie like, likes Timothy Chalamet, who oh. literally looks like a prepubescent <laughs> boy. Like Timothy <laughs> Chalamet, I'm like, it's like pedophilia in my mind. So I was just listening to a podcast uh, on The Ringer that I love, and they were like, I was just at Justa this past weekend, and Timothy Chalamet was there. And I texted Brett right away, and I was like, Timothy Chalamet was at Justa. Where the fuck were we? Why weren't we there? We were so pissed. So now we're just going to go stake out at Justa. And just see if we can find him. Oh. Oh, my God. I had a dream that I was on texting basis with Bill Hader and that we were going to have a meeting together. So, Lauren, some backstory. I am. So, these are like our these celebrity are, crushes. So, those are the three. She has those so are, many. No, 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 no. Those are the three. Bill Hader and Noah Centineo and Timothy Chalamet. Okay. I'm like ride or die. I know. I'm yeah. trying to figure there's, out mine. What, who are you? Who are your no Ben diagram. <laughs> who, who are your? Who are yours? Mine are embarrassing too. I like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. Okay, that's fine. Okay, okay. I'm into it. I'm into Jimmy Kimmel. So wait, which is the one that's the non-family friendly one? 
I always get Kimmel. Kimmel. Kill it. Kimmel. Kimmel's ABC. No, they're both. They're, they're both pretty. Yeah. PG. The one that's not friends with Justin Timberlake. No. Fam. So no. So Kimmel is the one in LA. He's a little chubbier, but he got skinny. He does the Bachelor stuff. Not on SNL, right? No, 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 no. that's Fallon. Yeah, yeah. He's in New York. Okay, so Kimmel, Timberlake, yeah. I really liked him. And then I found out that he was a part of a show called The Dude Show. Have you heard of that? It what? is. Okay, so Adam put it on on Netflix. It, this is the fucking Is this worst. an old show? Yes, this is an old <laughs> show. Lauren, it, Lauren like- listen to this. Listen to this. It came out in the 90s. It's called The Dude Show with Adam Carolla and Jimmy. Which one? Kimmel. Kimmel. And, and they're just like, like listen, they're just bros drinking beers. There's with all no these, way this is Jimmy With Kimmel. all these girls in bikinis and big boobs jumping on trampolines. Like, I fucking kid you not. Adam what is it like, called? I used to watch Wait, it all the time. What is it called? I almost the Dude wrote, Club? What is it? The Dude Show. The Dude Show. Or The Man Show. The Dude Show. I don't know. Type it in. Write in Adam Carolla. And I literally told Adam I was going to write a letter to Netflix to get this fucking off their streaming. Should because we? it's disgusting. That's so sad. I, I also like John Hamm, though. So. Oh, John Hamm. John Hamm. Love John Hamm. I love. I think he's a universal. I love. He's a universal. People can. You can't argue that he is not very attractive. I love yeah. him. Like yeah. I saw him one time Ooh. when I worked at CA. He was in the lobby with a baseball cap. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. It he's was great. just. I mean, that that would be like when I, if I saw Bill Hader. I w- I don't know what I would do. I would yeah. start crying. Yeah. All Did right. you look up the show? Yeah, but it's not coming up. I think you're lying. The man show. Okay, the man show. Or Hold the on. guy show. This is very important. Just the type in. guy show? No, just type in Adam hey. Carolla, dude. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Luna just tried to bite this off This is a circus. Okay, the man show. Yes. I got it. I got yes. it. I'm here. Okay, I'm here. Look at some images. I'm here. It's appalling. Why do I feel like I'm going to like it? Hold you're on. not it's so misogynistic it's yep that's like jimmy kimmel oh, but he looks so bad wait is he, that charlotte from oh no it's not I thought this is uh, this must be a joke no it's not i he watched an episode so, wait, it was I'm like an a, actual show on on was the this cable before, was this on the cable oh Look, they was sat this there and drank beers and girls in like cheerleading oh outfits would jump on trampolines so but he looks so bad yeah I, I think they were making fun of themselves he aged well this, yeah. is, this was this was definitely satire there's no way they like this is a show this was funny. the 90s dude i okay i think it's supposed to be, actually adam carolla is uh pretty controversial though Okay, we're going to move on. But yes, Jimmy Kimmel, looking great now. Yeah. Okay, Lauren, what's your current <laughs> fixation? John Hamm, no. Um, you know, I had a hard time with this because I love so many things right now and I could just talk about things for days. But I felt like I wanted people to like walk away with something that they wanted to try. So obviously I love my weighted blanket. That was a, It was a toss-up. I like my weighted blanket a lot, but I feel like people talk about that. So, do you guys know about Sephora Play? No. no. Thank goodness. I knew you wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> otherwise, there'd be no conversation. You'd be right, like, I right. love Sephora Play. Right. And then you'd be like, moving on. Okay. So, Sephora Play is a subscription. This is not sponsored. Um, Sephora Play is a subscription box. You pay $10 a month, and it comes with like five little samples of just new skincare, makeup products that are so it's launching like Birch at Sephora. Box. Yeah, but I feel like. Birchbox and FabFitFun like the products kind of just like add up and you just have like a, bot- a bunch of like crap sure, in your sure, bathroom sure. and you're just like I don't want to unsubscribe this is like really cool it's wow. like really good products wow Ooh, I would totally sign up I for this totally. and it's all travel size so you can bring it with you on the road and for me like I travel oh. all the time so I it's I, incredible I fuck up that Sephora travel section when you're in the line I spent, that's where I spent all my money. You're going to freak out. $10. When did this launch? Did this I just happen? Is it $10 plus shipping? No, it's like, I think it's just like $10.99 maybe. We I don't know. I need this. to. Yeah, that's amazing. It's incredible. Like I am obsessed with it. Wow. Why You're welcome. aren't they marketing yeah. this more? I don't know. I, think I haven't that gotten they, an email. I didn't get an email. My two best friends were like both using the same mini thing when we were on vacation. I was like, yeah, what are the what, odds? Yeah. What is this? And they're like, Sephora Play. So now everyone here. So you just go on Sephora.com? Yeah, I think. Just type in Sephora, Sephora Play. Play, I'm sure. Okay, signing up tonight. That's I'm a sure very hot it. tip. I'm that is excited. That was a good one. That was a really good Incredible one. Incredible current fixation. One yeah, that I will you. go Actually, and yeah, for purchase sure, for sure. sure. Okay, let's get into Queen V. Yay. Um, so we talked about this a little bit in the bio, but how what a fancy bio I have, right? I know, you really it do. was really amazing. I mean, you have a whole a story valley girl arc. at heart. Okay. 
Valley Girl at <laughs> heart. so dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's where you're from. Own it. Like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Um, so talk to us about what Queen V is. Like, define it, the name, the brand itself. Like, what is it? That is a question, isn't yeah. it? Um, Queen V has gone through a lot of iterations. I would say when I first started the company, the tagline was, we are a millennial-focused feminine wellness company. That was, like, year one. And I feel like now... You know, feminine wellness, the word feminine in general is just such a broad term. So I kind of like to say we're self-care for everywhere. Oh, I love that. Self-care for everywhere. It rhymes a little bit too. It does. So I feel like it goes. Um, It's more broadening. Yeah. yeah, So that's kind of where we're at um, right now with Queen V. Um, But for me, like vaginas are my specialty and that's kind of where the idea was born. I say I've been around vaginas my entire life, not only because I'm a female, but my dad's a gynecologist as well. So for me, growing up, vaginas were just something that was always talked about. And as I got older, I started to get infections down there. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I would do that like awkward thing. I'd call my mom, be like, mom, like this is what's going on. Can you ask dad, but don't say it's me. Like <laughs> literally the most awkward thing ever. Finally, I went to a gynecologist to explain things like pH balance and why you should be taking a probiotic. Things I didn't even know what pH was. I didn't know what a probiotic was. Um, but your dad didn't have you on that shit? No, I didn't oh. talk to my dad about my like vagina. Oh. The weirdest question I get too is like, is your dad your gynecologist? Oh my, oh god. my god. Can you get the fuck out I'm of here? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> wow. My dad though is like very old school. Like yeah. it just like, I don't even remember my parents like having like a talk with me. Mm. Like I never, and then I went to like an Episcopalian all like, private high school like nobody really like sex ed wasn't a thing like it just I never knew about this stuff I feel like ph it's like in science but not really as it like relates to your body yeah no I've only heard it like being talked about water and like the acidity balance like I mean like coffee versus water or whatever yeah. but so like talk to us about what that means in yeah the I mean it's super vagina. confusing I think a lot of people know about pH levels when it comes to skincare but for me I just didn't know about like down there um so your pH level the pH level of vagina is 3.8 to 4.5 and your skin's mantle as actually has a pH of 5 um so most soaps on the market have a pH of 9 to 12 which to me is Kind of, it just doesn't really even make sense. Is that because they were like marketed towards men and men don't need to? I don't really balance know. the pH as much. Maybe? I don't know. I think it so all wild. has to do with like ingredients. Um, a lot of ingredients that you know are in these soap bars and fun washes and all that stuff. You know, it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And that I kind of had to learn the hard way. So for me. Um, after, you know, I was getting these infections, obviously the next step was going to my drugstore to go buy a product that would Mm -hmm. cure me of this awful infection. Mm -hmm. And when I got there to the aisle, it was just like mortifying. I was so confused. I was embarrassed. I didn't understand what anything did. I ended up buying a product that said it would cure me of the infection. And it actually just kept giving me the infection. We're talking yeast infection. I had a yeast infection. Yeah, dude. I had vaginosis for a year. It's horrendous. A year. It's literally horrible. All of the products out. You're right. They feel very sterile. They feel you don't really know what they do. Like it doesn't. I don't know. Even just seeing the word like yeast. I on used a to get so many yeast infections that I would wake up with my boyfriend at the time in high school and I would wake up at like two in the morning and I'd be like, oh my God, it's happening again. And he would wake up and drive me to CVS at two in the morning and I would just load up. It never worked, but I would just try it never anything. worked. Yeah, and that was the issue for me. And so, you know, I bought all these products. I basically tried everything on the market. There were a few good products, but the products that were good were so expensive. Even just like normal drugstore products that are meant to cure you of these yeast infections are expensive like it's crazy and it's also like gross you're sticking like a glue stick up you and then it's just that's what it feels like you stick up this like this egg pod and then it disintegrates in down your vagina for seven days for yeast infections I mean it's literally repulsive and then I started looking at the ingredients in those products and after doing some quick like googling like literally I'm not a scientist I just use google like glycerin was um, an, an ingredient in one of the products and that's a sugar that may cause yeast infections for some women so I'm like okay so these men who own these big companies have this monopoly over poor women who are just you know trying to get through their day without 
and it's like itching down it, there, and it's making it worse, and it's making and it prolonging worse. it. Fuck. Yeah. So okay. So you're having this aha moment. You you know we graduated from USC the same year. So like fight on. Fight we didn't pay our way in. <laughs> we're not rowers. No, <laughs> we're not rowers. Um, but. So how did you start? Like, how do you go from this idea to actually implementing and creating a product? Because I'm sure, especially with, you know, handling sensitive areas, like this could have been a, I mean, you must have done so much testing and it's probably a long process. Yeah, it was a really long, weird process. So I, obviously I didn't go to school for business. I had no business background and I knew that this was a white space because I knew it was products that I needed. And I always deep down kind of felt like Queen V would work. So I had a full-time job. I actually really liked my job. I was working at CAA in the licensing department. So I was working on brands like Skinny Girl and Fabletics and randomly Cheesecake Factory. Um, so there I was kind of learning like how to build a brand and what you know makes a good founder. Um, and then in my free time, I would just write down ideas for products that I wish that I had had. So before work, after work, during my lunch break, I would just sit down, write it all out. And then my secret weapon is um, a website called ThomasNet. So you can literally just go online and Google like manufacturers that make a product. So bath bombs, right? You Google bath bombs and then it shows you a list of 500 people who make bath bombs. And I would just cold call that's sick so are do you find that most of these factories are in the u.s or are they so offshore? for me it was really important to have them in the u.s okay. um obviously there's manufacturers everywhere but right. like it just felt safer in yeah. the u.s i felt like i was in control i could visit the manufacturers and just i don't know build a relationship so i actually ended up finding a lot on the east coast so that i could wake up really early it would be 9 a.m their time and they would answer my calls. And I mean, I cold called for months. They thought I was like a psycho. I was like, hi, like my name's Lauren. I'm 23 years old. I'm starting this <laughs> vagina company. Like <laughs> all of it's better for you. Like it was just ridiculous. And I got hung up on so many times, like left so many voicemails. N nobody called me back. Um, and then there were a few that did call me back. And so those few who did, we slowly started just working on formulations. Um, a lot of these manufacturers are pros. And so I would, you know, come up with a list of ingredients that I didn't want in the products and they would work with me on that. Um, and then my big break, I would say, came um, when my boyfriend, shout out to Oliver, like I do in every podcast. Otherwise shout out. He gets annoyed. Oh, God. <laughs> shout out. Um, he was having lunch with Andy Dunn, who's the former CEO of Bonobos, oh, yes. the men's yeah, clothing yeah, yeah, brand, yeah. which was acquired by Walmart. He's like bragging about his girlfriend, like starting this vagina company. And Andy was like, I think Walmart would be super into this. Can you have her fly to Bentonville? And did you have a product at this point? No. Or oh, my God. No, this is like a book report. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was a book report. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're just like, yeah, for sure. I have this company. Of course. to get over there. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't really know. I know this is going to sound like the most basic LA thing ever, but like, I didn't really know what Walmart was. Yep. <laughs> we don't really have Walmart here. Like, we have Target. So I knew what Target was. We, I guess we yeah. never, we never, so we grew up in San Diego. We never went to Walmart. There but is a Walmart it is. It, <laughs> Yes, there's a Actually, Walmart. I don't know. Where is the Walmart? There is a Walmart. I, we just, we didn't frequent the Walmart. We did not frequent but, the Walmart. But it is huge. But I didn't know. Yeah, and I'm so happy huge. I did not know how big Walmart was because right. I didn't. I think it's, I didn't, it's bigger than Target. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's oh, like, yeah. It's, it's like, like Amazon level. Yeah, like, it it's is like, it's huge. huge. It's huge. It's huge. And so I was like, sure, I'll go to Arkansas, you know. No problem. I've never been to Arkansas. I've never been to like the midwest is that even is that, i think it's in the midwest i think that's what it's i don't know yeah, i don't know <laughs> see I, central, central central i don't know america great scout <laughs> you're like you're like i'm not i'm not going under with you i'm not going under with you too <laughs> just gonna silence we are it's like above texas diagonally to great. the right you you can it's fly to it's texas mid. and fly to bentonville great mid america mid america yeah so at the time, I I didn't even have packaging. I didn't even know what packaging was. I just had my manufacturers send me their stock bottles with the formulas that I wanted in them. I went to Kinko's, had them like wrap them in this like. And you hadn't like tested this, like no, like no, not really. My okay. manufacturers had all like given me formulas that they felt confident and okay. safe in. Okay, I wasn't like I wasn't had, like those feeling. ingredients had been tested before. Correct. Got it. Got and it. I I wasn't like 
filling it with like hand sanitizer and water and essential sure. oils so i mean yeah. the formulations weren't like fully developed but it was like the capabilities of the manufacturers got it um and then i put together a basically a book report of you know queen v our mission our standards it was like royalty and loyalty like really tacky just really like about me like the product names and that was it so i flew to arkansas there were like 10 women in the room, which was incredible. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. 10 women. And that speaks, I feel like, super highly of Walmart. So we, are, were these in a certain department or like these are the executive heads or these, something? I wasn't even sure. I was wow. like, these are the buyers that are going to make the decision. And I didn't know, you know, at the time how much buying power these people had. Mm. So I get in the room and I say my spiel about being around vaginas my entire life and how I had this goal of making feminine hygiene products accessible and affordable for all women while still being cute and destigmatizing the word vagina. And in the room, they picked up um, 11 products. Holy shit. What was the initial order? How many? So it was 11 products in 4,100 doors. They have 4,700 doors. Where did you get the cash? Oh, well, this is the fun part. So 11 products, 4,100 doors, 100,000 units of every SKU. Oh, my God. (laughs) And you didn't even have, like, a logo or, like, I don't know. like It was, like, it was. I can show you the logo another time. It was, like, very tacky. And I said... Sure, let's do it. Yeah, (laughs) what do you? What else do you say? So, how did you do that? What ended up happening was it was November. I want to say of 2017. They needed everything in their DCs um, by March 2018. The set date was April, and I had eight manufacturers for 11 products. And for me, you know, I thought, oh, Walmart will just send all their trucks to my manufacturers and then deliver them individually to 4,100 stores, like. I mean, I knew nothing about any of this. And then I'm like, wait, how do I pay for 100,000 units of 11 products each? It's over a million. Oh, I mean, it was like a lot of money. And so I look at my parents' bank account. I look at my bank account. I look at, you know, the season. It's no, it was like Thanksgiving. Then the holidays are coming up. No investors are taking meetings. They've already like closed their books. They're done investing. And luckily, my boyfriend, yet again, shout out to Oliver, um, had a company called Brandable. um, And he was selling products already to uh, Target, like a kid's crafting brand. um, And he was backed by Lightspeed. So I met with Lightspeed. Um, Lightspeed is amazing. They're behind Girlboss and Goop and Honest Company. And we decided to just do a joint venture with Brandable. So Lightspeed backed backed me. And And this happened like... Within the month, like within, yeah, oh, yeah, this was like quick. When did you quit your job? So, I ended up this was a really hard decision because you know, they say, Yeah, we want it, but it's not in writing. And I really loved my job, and so I ended up quitting in December of 2017. That's really fast, it was really quick, and I was able to find a replacement, which was amazing. And I just told my boss, You know, I'm not passionate about what I'm doing, and I just went for it. And luckily, the Walmart POs came in in, like, the second week of January. So how did it do? So launching the brand itself was crazy. Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> um, and I'm a Virgo. so oh, I'm, I'm a Virgo, too. Okay, love you then. We, we're probably the same person. So I'm, like, really <laughs> affected by Mercury being in I'm retrograde. Not. I'm always. Yeah, a- but you probably don't know. Oh, everything goes wrong for me. Oh, everything i'm just fucked up in other ways i don't i think i'm like exempt to the mercury in retrograde oh i i'm i'm not and mercury's in retrograde right now too so when i found street parking today yes. i was like oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> the angels so like everything that can go wrong went wrong like i felt like i was being tested i felt like someone just didn't want me to launch this brand and i was like it's so silly because i'm just trying to do something good like please just something go right um so i ended up hiring someone to do logistics for me because Turns out, like, all of your products have to go to a central DC, and, like, it's just crazy. And we were able to launch on time, in full, on April 16th, 2018, at Walmart. Um, And within the first two weeks, we just knew the brand was a hit. Yeah. That's wild. when you launched at Walmart, though, but did you do a simultaneous launch just um, in general? Like, did you have e-com? Because you didn't have e-com yet. No, we didn't have e-com. I didn't even think about a website. 
Wow. Like, so I it just, was like you, you were thinking like this is going to be a Walmart exclusive brand. Yeah. And I think it was kind of implied as well. Like when I met with the buyers who I later found out are like the most powerful buyers in the world, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Think, I, I think it, had I known they were so powerful, I would have been really nervous and like it's yeah, it's good to go in a little naive um, yeah, or a so lot of naive. naive. Yeah, I was like, "Hi, hey, yeah. I'm Lauren. Like, <laughs> buy my products, Valley Girl at Heart." It was crazy. Um, what was your question? Did I answer it? Uh, yeah, I mean, just because um, she did. You, could, when did you get? When did you build the brand beyond Walmart? Oh, right, right, right. right. So we finally launch, and um, Instagram was always super important to us. We had an Instagram account going, um, which had like no followers, obviously, um, and then we ended up kind of launching I think it was like just through Shopify like a little website and it just wasn't our focus and it's funny because two years later it's now our focus like it took me honestly two years to focus because I think once we launched and saw the momentum at Walmart we were like okay what's next like we have to be first Um, because when I started pitching Queen V there were no other feminine hygiene femme wellness self-care lines there were like one or two most of them were doing you know pads and tampons nobody was really doing the cleansers and treatments and wipes and lubes um and then as soon as we launched we really saw people just like going after us yeah. it was crazy yeah i mean i can think i mean i think of like low bosworth's yes. brand love wellness that i mean that must have been after you um actually no i had tried her i had tried her products and they were great products Mm -hmm. it was just really expensive at the Mm -hmm. time and it was only d to c and it just wasn't super convenient for me it wasn't exactly what i was looking for in a brand um what's your price point so everyone can know yeah so everything's super affordable if you're shopping at walmart everything's under 12.99 oh wow that's incredible which is i i I think it's incredible. I mean, not everyone can pay, you know, $35 for a vaginal wash, nor should women have to do that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, Wait, so then how did you, because I know you're in Target, right? Yeah. Okay, and Sephora's uh, internationally. Yeah. So how did that expansion start happening? Did you, that was the next step to do e-commerce and like actually create a, a home brand for yourself? No, I mean, we've kind of gone the opposite of every other brand, which I think is yeah, don't you start with e-com and then go yeah. to retail? Yeah, and I think a lot of e-com brands are struggling now because it the cost to acquire a customer is insane. Mm, and so point. I got kind of lucky where it's like free advertising being at Walmart. Yeah. Like I'm on the shelf in now 4,700 doors. People are walking by, seeing it, and then they're Googling it and going to my website. Um that's so, so true. Our I never strat- about that. And I never, th- I never thought about yeah. it either. But like my strategy was never e-com and then go out to the mass market. It was always, I want products that are accessible and affordable. So how do I do that? I hit mass market really hard. Would you say that the cost to acquire a customer on the e-com side is equivalent to the amount you have to give up on the retail side? Therefore, which one is more worth it? <laughs> e equals MC squared. Um, do you mean like giving up on the retail side because, so when you, when because we, you're losing control of how the brand no, looks? No, no, no. When, oh. you, when you sell to retail, Walmart has to make a fraction, right? Sure. So you don't, make, you don't make the twelve ninety nine. But yeah. if you do e-com, you make the twelve ninety nine. but there's the customer acquisition cost. And the shipping so which, cost. And the shipping cost. So which one do you make the most money off really at the end of the day? For me, it's retail. Yeah, I was that's gonna say very, probably Walmart. No, you, yeah, I know, but that's not historically what a lot of brands say, which is interesting. It's super interesting, and I, I mean, it's the volume we do at Walmart. Um, it's insane. Like we just, it, I mean, my business is like sixty percent Walmart. I wish it was kind of like fifty percent retail, fifty percent ecom. That's like a considered a healthy business, or like thirty percent ecom. But like for us, it's just it's not there yet, and I think it's just because millennials and gen z they're still shopping they're still in the store they're still you know buying products and they want to touch it and feel it and i think that's kind of been the recipe to our success so after walmart um free people and urban outfitters reached out to us which if you had asked me like years ago what are your dream retailers like free people urban outfitters and sephora and so that was really cool and then that's really cool that they had the foresight to bring in a like sanitary brand or yes. like a brand that's not I know that they do makeup and or, or they do skincare especially yeah. urban but that's so cool then and to bring that they supported the brand in like in an insane way I mean yeah. they they branded it as like self-care which or self-love one of the two which is huge for a retailer but then also we were defying like retail 101 because we're 
sitting at Walmart, but we're also at specialty retailers like yeah. Urban Outfitters and Free People. Yeah, that's that's so rare. So rare. And then after that, I mean, I just, that entire year was travel. I went to Rite Aid and Target and CVS, and I really just locked in all of my accounts because I knew that competition was coming for me, and I didn't want them to get the shelf space first. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Because it's kind of true. I don't see, like, a lot of these feminine um, health brands, especially vaginal health, I don't really see them at... Um, like drugstores or like a Walmart or a Target. Like, yeah. I mean, I just see them being a little more boutique or like, like trendy is not the right word, but just like more well, like. Unless you're talking about the generic Vagisil. I'm just, no, I'm thinking of like more of this like direct to consumer model, yeah. like very millennial, like we're focusing just on that. And I think, I mean, you think that people are now trying to tap into like the Walmarts? And I mean, I think they've seen the success, success of, of you. Me and yeah. they're just like, oh, crap like we need to catch up but at the same time too like these other brands have kind of gotten themselves in trouble a bit because their whole marketing technique is like we're not a drugstore product like drugstore products are bad for you and we're better for you than that and it's like come on like a body wash really is 90 percent water you're really gonna charge someone 30 dollars for a vaginal wash (laughs) like that is not fair that's not okay it's about being accessible it's not necessarily about we all have vaginas and and we all have to keep them clean i I hate the angle when people are like well women support women and it's like if you really support women then you should make your products as affordable as possible because we need them we need them so I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you are a young CEO. I am. You are. How big is your team? My team is like, it depends. It's like eight people. Okay. That's yeah. That's and I try lot. to keep it all women too, which is something important to me. Um, but yeah, we have a sales team and we have, you know, two people in operations and marketing mm-hmm. and designers. It's, it's pretty big. So what are you like as a leader? I actually think my least favorite part of the job is managing people. And I don't know if it's because I just don't have that much experience or if it's because I'm 26 and I'm working with, you know, other women who are my age and it just, you know, it's inevitable. You want to be friends with people that you work with. And like, as the boss, you can't really be someone's friend because then it's really hard to tell someone like what to do. Right. And give them direction so you guys have caught me at a very interesting point because i actually just hired a brand director for queen v who's kind of taking over all of the business side so i kind of you know queen v just got to this point where we're really big now and we have a lot of retailers and i do not have a business degree and i kind of felt like i was like holding the business back it was it's like a very weird kind of like self-reflection type of feeling so now I'm really just you know marketing face founder heart and soul of the brand and face of it yeah face I mean yeah face it's so funny too because in college I majored in print journalism I never did broadcast because I never wanted to be on camera it was just like not my thing and now it's like very required of me I don't know I just think it comes very full circle so you almost feel it's almost at, at I don't want to say this and make it be offensive. It's so cool. It's almost like you were an accidental entrepreneur, right? Like you, you had an idea, but it wasn't like, here's my business plan. I'm starting this business. Like all of a sudden you got an opportunity and you just ran with it. Right. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. And I would say like manifestation, if I can like contribute to anyone's lives who are listening to this podcast, like manifestation is real. I always say I manifested this entire company. Um, you know, going back to the Sephora of it all, I like Sephora, of course, was one of my dream retailers as well. And I said in my head, you know, this for Sephora will never happen. I'm in Walmart. Like we are a Walmart mass market brand. We are not a Sephora brand. And, you know, I always had it in the back of my head. And then randomly, you know, last year we got reached out to by Sephora internationally and they wanted to launch the brand. And it's just crazy. Like the power of manifestation, just seeing like I knew this was going to work. You have to see something working and it it happens. And it's really hard because there's a lot of distractions. You know, you could see it. I had to stop. Like I don't look at competitors anymore. It got just so dangerous. I stay in my own lane. Um, but you don't want things to distract you from your manifestation. The second you stop manifesting, it's like it's it's bad. And you can for me, I can only manifest on like one thing at a time. 
So what, what does that look like for you? Like, is it like in the mornings you kind of meditate on it or what, what is it in practice? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not a meditator. I just, (laughs) I'm so fidgety. I can't even (laughs) do yoga. It's like so boring. Um, it's just like while you're at work or if you're feeling discouraged, um, or if you're dealing with a fire, you just have to kind of see like the bigger picture. And I feel like a lot of the times founders and people in general can get so focused on like the day to day of like, oh, I'm so stressed. I have like this coming up or like this. But like you kind of have to think long term and say like, where do I want to see myself and my brand like two years from now, three years from now? Not so much like what's happening tomorrow. Does that make sense? Yeah. I might sound crazy. No, 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 no. that makes sense. a big manifester. Yeah, I'm a big, I mean, I even manifest so much naturally without even knowing I'm manifesting that I'll cry in my car because I manifest, like I'm just dreaming of, they say to truly manifest, you have to feel it in your bone that it's true. And so like I, like for example, like one of my biggest dreams is to write a book, right? And so I will be driving and I'm not telling myself to do it, but all of a sudden I'll like, go through this whole daydream where I get an email and I'm on the New York Times bestseller list and like dad calls me and my husband calls me and like I'm crying in the car out of happiness because I got there and like that's such a crazy way to manifest and also in a way like if I never get there that's fine because I actually felt what it felt like to get there because I was manifesting so intensely. Ooh, okay, maybe I do manifest. I didn't know that was what it was. Yeah, you just like feel it. Like you just... No, like I won't let like we have another launch coming up come like soon and people there. I mean, there's so many problems with it. And I'm like, oh, if there's problems, it's probably going to be good because, you know, we have to deal with a lot. But like everyone's like it might work. It might not work. But in my head, like I see it working. It is Mm -hmm. literally going to work. Mm -hmm. Nobody is going to say otherwise. It is going to work. Not only that, not only it is going to work. It, it is working or like it it, it is yeah. working Whoa. you're supposed to say it a lot in the present as if it's the present as if it's happening to you right now i love that it'll like, change it's your just life like confidence it's yeah. just this yeah and then if you have that confidence think about how you're going to go into go your day into it. yeah you're going to go into your day like fuck yeah let's get like, this it's already done. happened it's already like, happened like, it, we yeah. got it we got it That's but so unless true. going into it and like oh my god is this gonna fail is this gonna fail like your your all your energy of that day is not in line with a positive outcome Wow. Yeah. And I think going back to, to like managing a team, I've learned really that it's all about energy. So you come into the office and you're upset or something bad happened to you or your parents are having drama or whatever. And you bring that onto your team, they're going to be down. But if you come in and you've manifested and you know, you believe in something they believe too. And it's, it's very powerful. I mean, it's, it's completely true. I mean, I, I feel that on a daily basis. It, 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 unfortunately, I think manifesting has been branded as something a little bit more woo-woo than, mm-hmm. than what, what it really that's, I is. I think I had a misconception of yeah. what it was. Yeah. Manifesting is so powerful. And you can manifest bad things, too. Like It's a little bit of, like, fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. you know? It's oh, just 100%. like a real, like, I believe that this is what it's It's taking going. on the attitude of a winner before you've won. Woohoo! Well, yeah. Is this from Gary Vee? No, it's from my fucking brain. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, I want to talk about all the products. Yes. Um, So we got some, and obviously we're obsessed with this. I need to send you more. This one. This one. So, yeah. Which one one is that one? The pH Bounce Deodorizing Rose Water Spray. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Um, (laughs) This is kind of embarrassing. Nothing is TMI. Um, I mean, it might be. No. So a lot of my girlfriends will be like, we'll be sitting, and they're like, I think my vagina smells, but... (laughs) I can't smell their vagina, but they think their vagina smells. And sometimes I'll be sitting and I'll be like, I think my vagina smells. And I'll tell my girlfriend, but like she can't smell it. So are we really sensitive to our own smell? Yeah. Like really sensitive. Yeah. yeah. So this is I mean, amazing. I know when I am not fresh down there. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm very well aware of it. Yeah. The spritzer is amazing, especially for people, humans with vaginas, just like Ooh. on the go. Yeah. I love your uh, language, how you say humans with vaginas. Yeah. It's important. It's I mean, great. I know, love that. Two years ago, I don't think I would have thought of that, but y- we have to be very respectful. And yeah. not everyone with a vagina Is identifies a as a female. Yeah. yeah. And totally. so I think that's why the word like feminine too sure. kind of trips you up. I'm just trying to be better. So yeah. humans no, with vaginas. Yeah. Um, there we go. I love it. Yeah. But the spritzer is one of our best selling products. This for me, I created it because I would wake up in the morning and put that Mario Badescu rose water yes. spray on my face and feel so good. And I was like, I wish I had this for my vagina. So that's when the spritzer wow. was born. This is my favorite. This it's TSA is- friendly too. So that's great. 
That's incredible. Oh yeah, two flute, two flute ounces. Oh right, right, right. I feel like you guys would have seen this movie. Do you remember the movie with Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn? Yes. Snatched or taken? Yes. Or, okay, so you know the scene when she like sees a hot guy at the bar and she's like, oh my god, we're gonna hook up. Like yeah. runs to the bathroom and like puts her leg up on the sink and is like using soap yes. and like wash. I, the spritzer that's all she needed oh that is all that would Damn be a it. good product placement yeah fuck i hope that's, that's a sequel yeah <laughs> take just, in you just send all the queen be like please use this instead of the gross soap from the bathroom oh my god i love that okay but there was one product in particular that we didn't get but we're i mean scout and i need to get the live-in libido loca yes this so, went viral on tiktok Ah! It okay, went viral now on TikTok. Really well, Lord and I did some TikTok dances the other Shabbat, which is so good. <laughs> we looked insane. But I'm, wait, I'm what do you good. mean? Like Queen V has a TikTok? Okay, or, Queen V has a TikTok. I wish it went viral on a on the Queen V TikTok. I'm not else? plugging the Queen V TikTok because we have posted nothing okay. because I just cannot come up with a concept. So if anyone does have a concept, please uh, yeah. let me know. It's hard as a brand to come up with stuff. Yeah. And just like, do I do like the a dance? dance with the switzer? With the no. <laughs> yeah. So a girl went to Walmart, bought Live in Libido Loca and brought it back to all of her friends. And they decided to like take it before they went out one night. And it got 3.1 million views on TikTok. But what and was the result? Were they all like having an orgy? No, together? no, no. They just like went to the club and they were like, part two coming soon. And then like oh, the part two wasn't like, it was just boring. Yeah. They like, huh. Yeah. Oh my god. But gosh. could you see the brand name? Yeah. And oh, they said, awesome. We just found this brand Queen V at Walmart. And I was like, I couldn't have paid for this. Wow. That's amazing. I know. That's amazing. So talk to me. What is it? And I will get you live in Libido Loca. Yeah. What does it do? Because yeah. we need help in the libido section. Yeah. So I mean a lot of women, humans with vaginas, have issues with libido. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just I mean, the times we're living in are so stressful. Everyone has so much anxiety. People are on antidepressants as you get older. Just everything affects your libido. So it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, so we created Live in Libido Loca. It's like the cutest bottle ever. And it basically just helps increase um, blood flow, which helps with energy. That's literally all it is. And it's hmm. amazing. Hmm. Do you take it how long in advance do you have to take like it? Like an hour before okay. fun time. Okay. So you don't want to do it like every day no. to like build up. It's like no, no, for no. the time. Yeah. Got Ooh, it. I love that. Well, I mean, Ooh, if you're this. having sex every day, you can take it every day. But I don't know. Yeah. Who's lucky enough yeah. to do that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a marathon. That would be fucking it's a marathon. Great TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> day, day one. Day, day, one. day oh forty-seven. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so how many products do you have in total? Because you have different, like, um, lines. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should explain that. Yeah. So what we basically did with Queen V, I was so confused when I was in the Femme High set. I was like, this has, there's got to be a better way. So we broke feminine hygiene down into three steps. So step one is maintaining your V. Maintaining your V is all about keeping everything clean. And, you know, these are, like, your everyday go-to products. Um, And these are blue products. Step two is healing your V. So when something goes wrong, like a UTI, yeast infection, chafing, how do you fix it? These are our green products. And then step three is enjoying your V. So these are our fun products like Live in Libido Loca. Um, and those are our pink products. That's yes. so And that's rad. where the lube comes in. PSA lube you. Oprah's favorite lube. She's used no. my lube. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, now yes. you can just die. You know? Wait. Now I'm yes. not telling when you to die. But that's amazing. Yes. Yes. When did she say that? In like an article. <gasps> they Like Oprah Magazine came out with it. I was like, yes, this is gold. Oprah's favorite? What is the lube made out of? Aloe-based. It's amazing. I got Okay, I literally have to get you guys more products. This is sad. No, but, no, but no, this, this is, is amazing. This is like we core, wanted to though. put all of our products out so we this could look like at them all. I know. Our most recent PR box. Um, I love it, though. Yeah, and then oh you guys have gosh. our Swipe Right Wipes. We have two essential oil sprays, which this do really well smells, for us. Like, so, honestly, ridiculous. This one, Royal Pain. Royal Pain, yeah. Smells ridiculously it's good. good. So this goes on your stomach for like menstrual crisp, but yeah. can you just use it? Yeah, so I use it on my head as well, like uh, on the temples of my forehead mm. when like people at work are annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. Royal Pain. Oh, that's amazing. Royal Pain. Um, and then Itch it. Don't Kill My Vibe is for um, vaginal itching. Everything's for external use only, um, but it's great for, you know, post-shave, post-wax. That's, I was just going to say... Uh, something for something for post holy shit itchy yeah yeah okay i'm gonna i'm i need these are incredible so talk to us about like what's next yeah we have exciting things coming up i i i wish i could say more i wish i could spill the tea yeah after yeah i mean i'm gonna have you guys on my podcast so obviously maybe we'll release it then um but obviously just you know continuing to expand our retail presence Mm -hmm. growing our e-com business social media 
just continuing to destigmatize the word vagina and women's health in general. Yes. Uh, amen. It doesn't have to be so scary. It can be fun. I love your packaging where it says, I dare you to say, say vagina. vagina. I dare you. It's incredible. I say vagina all the time. I know, but it, it's still. I just like that's like it's not like a weird word for me. For some reason, when I say penis, I feel more aware of the fact that I'm saying penis. But when yeah, I because say you don't have no, one. I know. But when I say vagina, it's just like a word for me. Yeah, I mean, a few years for ago, me, for me, for yeah. other people, like maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, especially like in Los Angeles, I feel like people are more comfortable talking mm-hmm. about it. I've kind of just become like desensitized to it, totally. which is kind of crazy. Um, but I think more people need to just say the word. I mean, the more we talk about these issues, the less taboo they become. That's kind of like the whole goal behind Queen V. I mean, we're not trying to like shove products down your throat. It's more about just the education behind it. And I mean, we recently partnered with an organization called Bright Pink, which basically just helps women and men assess their risk for both breast and ovarian cancer, which is something super important to me. So it's all just education, you know. I love I that. I love that. You're amazing. Okay. No, you were amazing. I know. Oh Thank God. you for coming. Guys, so fun. So fun. Let so everybody fun. know where they can find Queen Bee. At Walmart. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, check out queenvlife.com. We're literally everywhere. Walmart, Target, Rite Aid, CVS, Free People, Urban Outfitters. If you live in Korea, we're in Sephora. If you live in Australia, oh, that's what... Th- we are launching at Sephora um, in Australia and New Zealand in March. Nice. That's exciting. Oh That's an announcement. God. That's Woo! exciting. Exclusive. Okay, sis, exclusive. At okay, sis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our Instagram handle's at Queen V Life, and I'm at Low Stein. Yay. Amazing. And you can find us at okay, sis Podcast. Thanks, sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.